Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 34. 34. Yes, 34. We are climbing the episode ladder, yes? Alright, if we were going to do seasons, we'd be in like season 3. Yay! Alright, I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and joining me as always is Ivarwin, the pooping in the sand cranky old fart. How you doing, sir? I poop in the sand, and I'm a cranky old fart! <laughs> I'm going to stick with the man of a thousand voices. That seems to be more appropriate. <laughs> I poop in the sun. You poop in the sun. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. It's great to be here. Totally excited. Had a great Skyrim week. Can't wait to talk. Can't wait to talk about it. You know, I got to talk to you about this whole poop in the sand thing because that's become like a tag phrase for our fans <laughs> on this episode for the show. I'm not sure if I'm cool with that. <laughs> to be known as pooping in the sand. <laughs> the mental imagery. I- <laughs> not too good not too good alright and the luring Lou master himself Louis Alon hello Joe Ivarwin. hey everyone in the chat room glad you're all here and yes I was purposely dyslexic <laughs> <laughs> if you were purposely dyslexic then you would have said it correctly you know what I mean oh 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 point uh, taken uh, uh, I don't know, know. You just blew my mind, dude. You just totally blew my mind. Whoa. (laughs) Cross the streams. (laughs) Don't cross. You said that was a bad thing. (laughs) You said never just cross the streams. And joining us, as always, is David. I've got pigtails, de-enforced, not-so-crap audio. I have a thousand different nicknames. Adams. Thank you for the wonderful invite to the show again today, Joe, and... I just like to tell everybody that I shaved my head this morning. I didn't invite you. You just tend to show up. I, I do. <laughs> Which is a good so, thing. I, I'm not going to complain that much about it. But yeah, I, I shaved my head completely bald this morning. Nice. Did you donate to Locks of Love again? No, actually, I'm, I was joking about that, but I am almost at Locks of Love length. I'm pretty close. Actually, if anyone dome. doesn't know, I'm I'm not just a weirdo who has long hair. I actually do donate to Locks of Love. I've done it twice already. So, fair enough. That's awesome. Yeah, do it. Do something good for your community. Yay! Alrighty, let's get into the business. Indeed, and today's episode, <laughs> as well of well as all of our episodes, is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com, everyone. 
affordable earbuds for your smartphone or MP3 device, engineered for awesome sound cl- sound clarity and durability. Starting at 19.95, choose from four styles, six colors. Use the code off the record for 30% off, free shipping and a lifetime warranty. All at tweakedaudio.com. I just want to say my tweaked audio headphones are still going strong. I jog in these things almost every other day and I'm very, very brutal with them. So <laughs> I can't tell you like already as I've been like I do chores around the house, I'm listening to our shows off of my my, my phone. I got my audio uh, tweaked audio uh, headphones in. I've, I've ripped these things out of my ears countless times to the point where they've even come out of my ears or they've come out of my MP3 device and these things still hold up. They don't crimp, they don't kink, they don't bind. Perfect. Great headphones. I can't wait to, uh, to experience many, many more hours of enjoyment with my tweaked audio headphones. Also, we would like to uh, just shout out real quick and say that this show is sponsored in part by Continia, C-O-N-T-I-N-I-A, the fantasy fiction novel written by Junior Wilson, a.k.a. Joe Wilson, the producer of our network and the lead host of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Currently, the book's in ebook format, but with your help, you can turn this ebook into a paperback novel by donating to Joe's Continia Kickstarter. Now, the goal right now is to raise about $4,000 by September 3rd. Everyone here at the network is trying to get involved. We want Joe's dream to come true. So help us out, please. Head over to kickstarter.com. Search for Continia. That's C-O-N-T-I-N-I-A. If you enjoy listening to all of our shows, you can take this opportunity right now to thank Joe for all of his hard work and dedication to the network and the quality of these shows by donating anything you can or you're willing to. A dollar is fine. Ten dollars is fine. It doesn't matter. Whatever you can afford, whatever you feel like parting with would be absolutely amazing. All right. And it would make it would go a long way to making Joe's dream come true to see continue come alive in real life paper book format. That's kickstarter.com and search for continue C-O-N-T-I-N-I-A. And I'd also like to say it was my idea to put this into today's show as a partial present to Joe. All right. So this wasn't his idea. This was nobody's idea. No one really, you know, knew that, that we were, we were going to, you know, put it out in the beginning of the show. It was my idea. So (laughs) I just want to get that out there. Well, thank you. All right. So you're welcome, Joe. And, uh, we're all, we're all going to be helping out as much as we possibly can. I want to see this come true for you. A lot of people have been asking me if you don't mind. No, how Kickstarter program works. I got a, a contract to print publish the book, um, but it is going to cost money to do so, and I don't have that kind of funds, and I've had a lot of fans ask me to start this. And how Kickstarter works is it's based off of a pledging system. Um, the pledging system has different categories, and how it works is once you pledge money, you don't get charged anything unless the goal is reached by the deadline. And currently there's 24 days left as of this recording, um, and if it doesn't make it, in that time, you don't get charged anything, and the book doesn't go to print, plain and simple. Um, there are different categories. Uh, $10, you just pretty much like to say thank you. At $25 donation, you get a free copy of the book. At 50 you get a free signed copy, and it goes up from there. Um, and what you get, each level, you get something different, or more so. And again, guys, thank you so much for promoting this on the shows lately. 
Oh, any you know, it's it's our pleasure. Um, like I said, you know, we we uh, we promoted you on on the show on on Swotor Reforged, um, which was which was Fred's idea. To be truthful, I, I had forgotten about it, um, but Fred had, had the had the idea, and and we ran with it uh, because we we you know we want to see this happen for you. Um, you work really really hard on on everything that you do, and this is kind of like the one thing that would just. It's on. Let's just say this: it's on the bucket list. You know, you're never going to forget the day that you opened up a box that came to your house for the first time, and there was your your work. Your how long did it take you? Nine months to write that book. Nine months to write it. Four months of planning, and nine years to get it and, out. Wow. I mean, uh, almost a almost a decade's worth of, of dreaming and, and hard work and planning and to finally get that and just to, to feel the, the accumulation of all of that effort in your hands for the first time. I, I want that. I want that for you so badly. And, and uh, if, if uh, some of our listeners out there can just, you know, kick in a couple of, you know, a couple of bucks here and there until, uh, was it September 3rd? Yeah, September 3rd. I mean, it was just, you'll never forget it. I know it's going to be a memory you will never, ever part with. You'll probably have Alzheimer's one day, and you'll be like, I remember the day I opened up my book, and here she was. <laughs> one of the things is, is I have, I've been getting nothing but compliments about the book, even though it's got the current edition out on ebook is got a ton of spelling and grammar issues um, about the story. I'm, I'm fully confident this, this book can do well. Just have to get it out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. I'm going to need it. And I, again, guys, thank you. All right. We have some meat and potatoes to get into this show. Hey! Yay. Potatoes. Meat potatoes. I'm going to go ahead and open up with um, my my little uh, experience in Dongard the last week. It was not as much as I wanted it to be for a couple of reasons. One, um, a lot of work had to be done for other shows on the network, and I'm starting the planning process for another show. But also, besides Planet Side 2, <clears throat> anyway, but... Um, <laughs> pew! Pew, pew. The game keeps crashing on me. Every 5 to 15 minutes, it crashes. And it didn't do that during the first quest. The first quest I went through in Dongard, no crash. And I loved it. was having a blast. I went to do the second quest where you have to go to that certain place and take that certain person to that certain place that she apparently owns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when I get up to her within 50 yards of her place, it crashes every time in any direction I move. So I can't move more than 15 steps without it dumping. And I have uninstalled every single mod. And okay. It keeps dumping. Uh, well, Joe, I mean, you told me this uh, earlier in the show, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to go ahead and get you in front of a, a customer service agent for for Skyrim, so uh, so so here he is right now. Hold on a second here. <laughs> Hello, you're talking to Bregos Akishiet for the uh, customer service for Skyrim. How can I help you today? When the hell did you get a job there? Excuse me. You know I what I'm talking about, Brego. I, you know, just because I am Khajiit does not mean we just poop in the sand and steal things. Okay? Yes, it does. Go drink some milk and sit in the corner. Bring back. Okay, a what do you know about technical difficulties? And did did you plug the computer in? <laughs> I happen to be a computer technician. You're a computer technician? Yes. 
And you still can't get this thing to work? It's not <laughs> the computer, Prego. It's an issue with the game. That's what you're supposed to be here for. The game. Did you plug the computer in? All right, we're ending this call. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go poop in the sand, Prego. We're done. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Go. Prego poop in your mods. Moloch <laughs> <laughs> Ball's uh, house again. <laughs> but the time I did get to play, I on the way from the first quest onto the second quest, I got get I pulled a, a loo and got and got sidetracked every two steps. Oh yeah. For different things that came up. And I killed another orc female because she called me a milk drinker again. <gasps> and there was this one. <clears throat> <laughs> I seem to run across that a lot in the game. I don't know what it is. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like Elton John making fun of you for being girly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, um, Alexander asked me if I've run into painting cows. I, I marked my map exactly where I last saw them and avoid that place like the plague, so I have not <laughs> run into them. <laughs> However, me and my little buddy, you know, Widgetbane, have been have been doing some business. I found this one cave where there's this enchanter, and he has one of those fire elementals with him. I remember on my red guard going in there for a quest. I don't remember exactly what quest it was for, but it was up in the mountains near Solitude. And I had the hardest time with my epic red guard and killing this guy. He killed me so many times. I got so frustrated. I remember that. I walked in there with my archer, took my bow out, one shot the elemental, just lifted wow. my aim up a little bit, shot the enchanter in the head, and he fell over dead. Walked over there, robbed him, and left. Like, what a difference it is between the playstyle I love and the second playstyle I love. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, was do you think it had something to do with your um, your your defenses? I don't know. My red guard had full... Uh, he was almost 100 in heavy armor. He was the same level, almost the exact same level as my guy is right now. Uh, my guy is currently level 46. Mm-hmm. And his defenses were there, but I think it was the magic defenses and the fact that he couldn't sneak worth a dang because he's a big clunky guy with a big sword who likes to just charge in and murder everything. So I can see him coming a mile away. Like, he's probably sitting there in the cave doing his business and hearing, uh, it sounds like uh, Rogart's near solitude. He'll be here in about 15 minutes. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, did, I mean, did you even engage? Like, did the guy even, like, fight or... Uh, no, he was know, in there working at his table. Yeah. Kills his little fire, fire elemental down the, in the platform below him. Didn't even look up. He's just doing his business. And next thing you know, okay. he gets an arrow on his back to his forehead and he slumped over the, <laughs> the desk. Awesome. And it was great. So, I mean, I... <laughs> and near that uh, place where that certain girl lives, there's a castle of full of um, high elves. Mm-hmm. I keep there's a quest you have to do from Whiterun, where you have to go rescue a guy in there. So for fun, when I was walking by, I sniped out everybody on the wall for fun, and they never saw me. <laughs> now, are you using a bow or are you using the crossbow? I use my bow for everything except for vampires or close range. For long range, the bow I can just pick off anything I want, and I use it also because I have on the on the crossbow I have the fire and frost enchants on it. The bow I have the soul trap and fire on it, so I use the bow more often to get the soul trap when I have gems on me. And that I don't have that much bolts left on my crossbow. I have to go find more. Do you guys know where I could find them? Do I have to go to the Dongar Keep and buy more, or do 
What? I believe you can. I believe you can make them actually. Yeah, last time I checked, I didn't see them. I haven't. I thought you could loot them too, because I know on my main character I'm playing with now, I've seen some mobs they actually have, uh, like they're dropping them. Well, I haven't done that much in the actual Dawnguard story yet because it keeps crashing. I'm gonna try to. I might uninstall Dawnguard completely and reinstall and see if that works. I believe we had uh, someone email us in who has the same problem I'm having, and he emailed he emailed us in a fix. I'm gonna try to find that email and use his advice. But other okay. than that, that that's been my playthrough. Just heavy, heavy archery, sneaking, and just. Sniping. I've been literally one-shotting just about everything except for dragons with my arrows. So, love it. Wow. You, I got to get with you <laughs> later on. Um, let me know what you're doing in in archery. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to talk to you about that a little bit for uh, and we'll we'll get to that in my playthrough. Okay. New problem. I figured out how to aim at no matter what distance. I I was for fun. I went and practiced. Uh, your good, a good way to practice long-range archery is if you go up to, if you go into Markarth and go into the uh, museum, sneak into it. There's a balcony where a waterfall is that you can use. There's a, a window, way, way, way above Markarth that you can use to snipe down at the guards and the people in town. And they'll never find you. Huh. So you can just sit there and, and snipe and practice your angles. It's that's a good way to practice long, long-range shots. I'll have to keep that in mind. Hello, neighbor's dog. Uh, <clears throat> they have one of those angry, those dogs that's no dog. bigger than a rat and looks like a rat, but with uh, smaller ears. I keep on wanting to go out there and step on that thing. I swear. I I think I think uh, it's it's about time. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of inhumane. Put down traps. <laughs> Use blue traps or something. <laughs> All right, Dave, how was your week, man? Well, I actually got to play Dawnguard, so I was having a good time with it. Um, I decided to follow that certain someone back to her certain house up certain somewhere north and decided to become a giant Oh, wait, wait, wait. Chicken. You mean the same certain someone that I was going to her same certain house up in the same yes, north area and I didn't in the north? S- certain someone log out or get kicked out of the game. So gotcha. I was able to continue. I with. certainly got you. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to team up with those certain people and ended up turning into a giant uh, vampire lord, which was pretty cool because like the first thing they do is teach you how to throw these laser ball thingies, and like I just I couldn't even listen to the guy who was teaching me how to use the thing half of the time at least because I was just looking at these giant plucked chicken wings on my back (laughs) (laughs) and if you if you play this this and go vampire lord i want y'all to look at this and tell me that is not buffalo style chicken wings sticking out of your back (laughs) that's exactly what it is buffalo wings or like kfc wings popeyes (laughs) it's exactly what it looks like he he has these chicken Anyway, moving on. Um, so I actually got into it. Mm-hmm. I was going around. I was killing things with my giant laser balls of doom. And I even got a uh, uh, leveled up and summoned a gargoyle, which was pretty cool. Like, I, I could summon this gargoyle who runs at things and then gets killed. But 
I, there's got to be some way. I think I saw a mod that you can make it so it the gargoyle levels up with you, which should be kind of cool. But for right now, it's just neat because I'll like summon him and he'll just like run and beat up stuff, so I can just stand back and throw my balls of evilnessness at people. <laughs> Didn't you add well, Widget Bane and one of us in the mix, dude? Like I did. I had Widget Bane. He was crazy. He was like just running up on people, smacking them with his forehead. Dude, I sat there against an Elder Dragon and watched Widget Bane tank him. I yeah. timed it to see how long it would take before he knocked out Widget Bane. Widget Bane nearly killed beast. him. Oh my god, I'm why just, am I not using him? I'm just glad that, you know, we're on Widget Bane's side. You know, there's like the Empire. Then there's you know see, the see, storm cloaks. Even then the mini- even the miniature painted cows are deadly force. It's not just me. <laughs> They're crazy. Anywho, so <laughs> while I was I was going through this uh, the storyline, I actually I, I started falling in love with the voice acting. The voice acting is just amazing now. Have you noticed that? It's like a lot in comparison, I I just I I like the voice acting in this one, and it, it got so good that I was like. When I was actually, when I was not killing things out in the wild, being all crazy, I was uh, actually doing the storyline. I got through a few good steps in the quest line of the the vampire side, but it really, you get into the politics that's going on. There's a lot of backstabbing vampires. Like, I've, I just started the, the vampire storyline. I'm like two or three or four quests in. And I have killed probably ten times as many rival vampires as I have Dawn Guard. Those dang suckers. They're they're blood suckers, I swear. And another thing, I, I did come across one little group of Dawn Guard, and I, it scared the crap out of me because I was um, I was in my my vampire lord, and I got killed when a giant armored troll bum rush me have you seen one of these things yet no No, i haven't oh my god okay first off i don't like the trolls in this game they scare the crap out of me secondly this thing was wearing armor and he came rushing at me Yeah. so usually armor troll usually indicates that okay well just just saying scary as hell armored trolls what its name should be because i didn't even notice (laughs) what was happening until i was like dead and I had to restart, and I got in there, and I was stayed far enough away from the dude so I could kill him the second time I came at him. But the first time I, I met one of these, it ate me. <laughs> so it was bad. Um, but I eventually, I got kind of fed up with the... Oh my, I had the worst image, Dave, right there. I have, a, I have a very um, visual brain, and all I, when you said it, it ate you, all I could picture was a troll sitting by a campfire picking his teeth with a bone, and having two bloody stumps with pigtails on his head. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Like a big pigtail-lined uh, toothpick. Definitely. Anyway, you were uh, saying... Well, I, I, I was getting kind of fed up with how they made the Vampire Lord. You know, if you play as a Vampire Lord while you're transformed, you can't interact with things in the world. So every time you want to loot a chest, every time you need to loot a body, you have to flip out of Vampire Lord and back into it. You know, flip out, loot, go back into Vampire Lord. And so I I got so sick and tired, I found a mod that let me loot while in Vampire Lord. 
but the problem is, is I had to reinstall SKSE. Ah. Yeah. So I've gone back to the dark side. I want to apologize for that live. And if, if y'all don't know what SKSE, it, it lets you put in mods that should not be allowed in the game, that aren't allowed through the uh, the Steam Marketplace workshop, Steam Workshop. Yeah. Just because yeah, they're, they're... Yeah. It's its, it's own it, app loader. Exactly. It's an... It's, it's a it it's edits the script in a way that you can't normally do with mods. Well, I had to reinstall it, so I said, "Why not?" I reinstalled Sky UI and uh, just expecting like two or three episodes that I'm going to complain that how they're all broke again. Good for you. Good <laughs> for you for getting Sky UI. Yeah, I know. Boo. Um, <laughs> let's see. What was there was one more thing. Oh, right. I was uh, mounted by a Khajiit while I was playing all day today. Dude, I really would not admit that. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually a crime in some states. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's horrible. (laughs) It was raining here, and I I heard my cat just, like, run down the hall and hop on, like, my my lap and hug his arms around my arm while I'm trying to kill things. And I had to kill a Khajiit, so I, like, put my hand over his face. I'm like, look away. (laughs) Don't look, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> look so, away, Mal. Look away, Mal. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. It's okay. It's okay. He's not real. Uh, hopefully, uh, Mal will forgive me for slaying Khajiits in front of him. But So that, that was what I did this week. I had, I had a lot of fun. Sounds like it. <laughs> That's good. Lou. Oh, wow. Right now, I am currently lost amongst Blackreach. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, I Welcome am. Welcome to my paint. Well, actually, I, I, I mapped it out, but yeah, it's it's fun, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, as I wrote, you know, I feel like I'm my own version of Lost, but without J.J. Uh, Abrams to guide me <laughs> around or get me lost further. The way I chose. Or Mary. But, yeah. Or Mary. Oh. Mary's in it. Gosh, yeah, I, I haven't touched Dawnguard at all because I refuse to leave Blackreach <laughs> until I'm done there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to explore. When I get to a new area, I haven't explored the map. I wanted to. I want to explore the entire map, see the entire area. So I haven't gone anywhere. Even though it's tempting, I'm like, no, no. What's this place? Ah, oh. all right. Mark that. I'll be back later. <laughs> keep exploring. Keep exploring. <laughs> but uh, it, it's just been. When I first heard you guys talk about this place, you know, a while ago, in earlier mm-hmm. episodes, I was like, oh, all right, it can't, it can't be that bad. Yeah, it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I love Blackreach, dude. I, I, mean, I mean, it's great, but it's like, wow, when I first hit it, it's like, it must have been maybe 11 o'clock at night. Like, I, I can't stay up and do this. I'll be up at <laughs> 4 in the morning <laughs> Place exploring is this area. No, you won't. You'll be up till 11 o'clock the next night exploring. Blackreach almost yeah, like. I can't believe it. Blackreach is almost <laughs> like the complete underground of the complete northern territory of Skyrim. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's big. It, yeah, yeah. It's insane. And I love the fact that they actually that this exists in the game, that entire underworld city, you know, like this. You know, Bethesda didn't really give it a a, a quick nod. No, they actually took time and effort to say, "Well, you know, we told you about Blackreach, an underground realm connecting three cities. Well, there you go. <laughs> there are your three cities, and that one interconnecting realm. And it's, yes, it's that big. And I'm just amazed. And some parts, I just actually stopped. You know, took screenshots. I couldn't believe. Just how amazing it looked on the inside. 
Yeah, it's beautiful in there, especially yeah. the first moment when you walk inside and you look up. Yes, and you see the, the glistening ceiling. Oh. Yes, it, it, it kind of reminded me of you know, you know, big fantasy novel fans. So I've read a lot of uh, R.S. Salvatore works. Okay, and if you're not familiar with, him, he's the one who actually helped you know bring that great series of, with the the Drow Elves. Okay, and their city in Dungeons and Dragons world, uh, Menza Branzan. The underground city, and that's exactly what it reminded me of. Like, wow, this is what an underground, you know, metropolis should look like. And half the time, I got killed because I was so lost in in trying to find my way around and not bothering to actually sneak. I got killed because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Getting jumped by a two or three farmer, or who in the world thought to put a giant down there? I, I'd like to know because <laughs> I found rolled. him. <laughs> Out of nowhere, I'm like, duh, duh, oh my god! <laughs> it's like, wow, that's what golf ball feels like. Oh, there's a ceiling. Like, <laughs> reload the game from there. <laughs> but other than that, I- I've also been trying to raise my smithing because right now I'm just stuck on 84, and I've been going back to other dungeons, other areas I've cleared just before I hit Blackreach. Um, just trying to <clears throat> salvage everything I left behind, you know, because you know how that stuff weighs, you know, puts weight on you. And so, me being a lot of armor wearer, you know, I, I try to avoid overburdening my character to not cancel out the perks. So, you know, I I went back to like several different areas. And it was just, just just looting everything. Like, all right, where's the iron ore? All right, where's the steel? All right, crunch. All right, that's all I literally did was just I went on a shopping run. Went back to this cavern, shopped. Went back to this cavern, shopped. <laughs> It's a shop till you drop. <laughs> yeah, went went back. You know, I was doing that. You know, getting all the metal ingots I could carry. Go back to my house. So apparently, I, I coined the whole phrase of uh, Skyrim hoarder. Lou is the first shopaholic of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if I can steal it or buy it. I will. Oh, that looks. That plate armor looks so pretty. Can you have it in blue? It's in my size. <laughs> I wear a fifteen across. <clears throat> What's the name brand on that armor? It's got me written all over it. <laughs> but, More Giovanni? Oh, I want two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's exactly. I've had to hoard all the metal because it's just a pain. Just trying to build stuff. Not, not come on, seriously. Not even a quarter of a bar. Not even that tenth of a bar. It's not even going up. Like. You bleep bleep! You gotta be kidding me! Yeah. Go back out, do it all over again. So slowly but surely, I'm getting there because uh, there's actually one mod I downloaded not too long ago, about last week. It's uh, called the Schwertleiter set. It's actually the what? Schwertleiter. It's <laughs> bless, bless you. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a light armor set that looks. It's a light beer. Uh, <laughs> But with all the great taste of a full lager, of a full plate of <laughs> Yeah, it, it looks really – I looked up this mod on Steam, and I like how it looks. So it's got really – it's kind of borderline the, the mod that Joe and I use with the, the remodeled armors. Mm-hmm. So – but it does cover stuff up. But it really has a really great uh, ebony metallic look to it. With some fine detailing, the modder who created this has done a really a lot of work into 
the fine details on every piece of armor that's on there, along with a shield and a special sword that's with the set if you want to use them. Hmm. Maybe we'll and toss it in uh, toss it in the crafting table later on today. Yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to take a look at it, um, sure. looks pretty cool. You know, and it's all unenchanted. Why? So. I think you just actually just talked all about it right now. <laughs> no point. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's unenchanted. So whatever you want to put on it, you're free to do so. But uh, the you know, I'm gonna actually see if I'm wondering though. You guys might be able to help me with that. So I want to actually disenchant my nightingale armor and put that on there. That should be able to work, though, right? Joe, like, wouldn't he need the uh, the Daedric perk for that? You cannot disenchant the Nightingale. Can't. Okay. Ah, it's impossible. Bummer. I agree. There's certain armor sets in the game that are you cannot disenchant. Now, I would love to actually take that <clears throat> the, those bonuses from that set and just put it on this one. That would be amazing. There is one mod that I played with for a little bit, but I almost consider the armor to be a little bit OP because you can actually steal it. But it's the Black Tower series the black tower set mm-hmm. that are light armor that are they take the stats of like the nightingale and increase them a little bit oh but the armor oh. look is probably one of the best armor looks i've ever seen in the game and it's something like the black tower mm-hmm. and that's where yes. everyone always yeah, asks i i have it on i never get the armor <laughs> because there's a pack that you can also buy for a heck of a lot of money that will lie to wear a hundred it's like a a, a uh, what I'm looking for, kind of like a backpack, if you will, allows mm-hmm. you to wear 100 pounds more or carry 100 pounds more. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That'd be handy to have. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Excellent. I but yeah, stole that's... it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's been my uh, my my playthrough for the week. I just trying to get my smithing up, and when I do, I'll. I'm gonna craft that damn set and, and see what I can enchant. You craft it, dude. I got all the stuff, got all the materials. Now I just have to build it. Alrighty, Evarwin, what about your week, man? Uh, yeah, I I did uh quite a bit actually. Um, I live streamed Dawnguard after the show last week. So those who were in the chat room um and stuck around for that, thank thank you very much for for doing so. Uh, we had a great time. Started playing on my level 31 Paladin and uh, going Don- going Dawn Guard this time, so no vampires. Uh, managed to get uh, Serana back to uh, her dad's house <laughs> after she was staying out late. <laughs> uh, the first night, the first uh, the first live stream, I I, I got that far. Um, I found the uh, the puzzle that you had to unlock her from her crypt. It's a little challenging. If you use some common sense with the way you you move like the pillars around, you, you pick it up pretty fast. So oh, yeah. I, I got it within a couple of minutes. You were supposed to say that person. Oh right, 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 right. I got that person back to that place that's occupied by somebody she may or may not have a relationship with. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, spoiler free approved. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> then uh, the next day, I live-streamed again as a surprise on Saturday morning and announced on Twitter to everyone who joined. So thanks again uh, for everyone who, who, had, uh, who had come in with me. Uh, did some Dawn Guard excitement, okay, but however, that turned into a walkabout for a few hours when uh, the chat room, what I, what I usually like to do is when I, when I do a live-stream, 
if there's you know a question that I might have or uh, regarding which way I should go, I ask the chat room. You know, what do you think I should do? And and then I'll I'll go in that direction. So I had gotten myself to a point where I could either fast travel to my next location in Dawnguard or walk to it. So everyone said, take a walk. And I was all the way like, I can't even remember where I was. It was I had to go to Dragon Bridge. And I was like on the other side of the map, far into the oh. south. Wow. <laughs> take a walk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this is like an Abarwin's Choose Your Adventure. If you want to go to go left, go to page you know, though, 32. Honestly, guys, one of the coolest ways to experience Skyrim, it's it can be aggravating for some people because it takes forever, is to never use fast travel or the carts. Yeah. And just yeah. either ride a horse or walk it through every quest, through every direction. It takes forever, but it's fun. Honestly, that's my favorite way to play. And that's that's why I posed the question in the first place because I don't I didn't know if the chat room would be would be interested in in you know that kind of a long trek um, from and I think I wasn't as far uh, into the south as um, um, as the the Dongard Castle is I don't think I was I was that far with it but I was close to that so I think I'm like somewhere around Riften I think I don't remember exactly where I originated from. But in any event, like I, it was it was a long haul, so that's why I asked them, and they were all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, do do the walkthrough, do do the walk." So I I walked to to Dragon Bridge, and and let me tell you, it took it took probably about three hours. Now, if I walked straight, it would probably taken me about fifteen minutes. But I went <laughs> <laughs> I went into every cave, every ruin, um. Each every cabin that that I found, I fought every dragon. I had much fun, and a couple of times, like you know, I'd I'd be at the top of you know a really high peak, and I'd I'd pan the camera out a little bit and get a nice a nice view of Skyrim, and you know, even even after this game has been out all these months, I still appreciate the view that you get in Skyrim. And um, that was a big discussion that we had in the chat room as well. You know, um, people had, had said, uh, ah, look at that. Oh, it's so beautiful. And, and we, we talked a little bit about it and, and that was, it was a nice moment. So there kind are, of, like, appreciate are a few new random side quests throughout the world now. Mm. Based off of Dawnguard. Did I pick up? No. Did you know that there were new ones like that? New random side quests with the release no. of Dawnguard. No, I didn't pick any up. At least not that I that I was aware of. I hadn't gotten any. Yeah, there's so many quests still in the game I have never seen. After months and months of playing the game and doing the show, I would probably never would even recognize it. Yeah, I mean, even the chat room kind of noticed that the the um, western portion of Skyrim was was an area of of Skyrim that I hadn't really explored yet. So. Walking in that direction was just I was exploring a lot of different things and and re- and discovering a lot of things so it was it was great, especially for me it was like it almost felt like playing the game again brand new so that that, that was a tremendous amount of fun i I absolutely loved doing all that and um you know the chat room really enjoyed watching me you know go into these these different ruins and and just uh you know kicking butt or left and right <laughs> had a great time so uh, a lot of people were surprised exactly how much damage 
Shield Bash really does. I took a lot of guys out one-shotting them with Shield Bash. <laughs> I remember that time on the phone when I found out about Shield Bash, and I was on the phone call with you. And I, I even said exactly that. Like, holy crap, Ivarwin, I'm killing things with just my shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bong, bong. Su- <laughs> They're dying. Bong. <laughs> Sorry. So, Supa in the chat room. He uh, he was there with me, and he he said uh, he's, he was he was totally calling that out in, into the chat room. And yeah, he's he's right. Um, he he had noticed that that it was shield bash that was uh, doing a lot of damage, that much more than he expected. <laughs> so, yeah, so we had a great time. Um, also, I started another Brago character, a new Khajiit, this week. I guess he's some kind of good guy. Well, since the <laughs> last one, since the last one was was evil, yes. This time, uh, I'm I'm ex- I'm thinking about having him become kind of like the. You need uh, to make one that's Valorous completely 100 percent passive. What's that? 100 percent passive. In other words, all he cares about is himself and doesn't doesn't care about anything else. Well, that's that's what the first the first one was. He was a, a thief and an assassin and uh, a complete marauder. <laughs> and once once I started to do the Dovahkiin quest chain on that character, he, he suddenly became uninteresting to me. Now, later on, the, his his save file got corrupted, so I, I got rid of it. And um, I kind of missed the whole, you know, sneaky, sneaky Joe Wilson way of playing the game. <laughs> so I wanted to reinstitute the the character so that's that's what i did but he's so low level i think i i think i just got out of helgen and um my idea was to do the whole virtuous thief thing but actually really what i want to ask is what do you guys think i should do i definitely want to go thief if i know that but i'm not sure like what kind of sniper sniper uh yep you gotta try full sniper Hmm. trust me you might actually like it i know you're the whole sword and board and the up close and personal mentality yeah. But just being able to go into a dungeon and just shooting down everything before anyone even, even sees you or even recognizes you're there and leaving with all the loot, it's gratifying. I'll try it. I, I think I think I've been leaning on that play style. With my original Brago character, he had a lot of that involved. He was very, very good in sneaking and archery, but his bread and butter had always been sneaking and two-handed daggers. I think I enjoyed sneaking and doing the backstabbing a that lot. That drove me nuts during the challenge. Hmm. Drove me crazy having to do it that way. <clears throat> yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, oh, you do what I, you want to play, man. That's your. That's what you, you gotta. It's your game. You have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking about using that as a secondary. Um, how should I say it? A secondary attack type and really leaning on the bow as as my primary. Yeah. You gotta and that's do, kind of the bow to be maximum effect efficient with it quickly, there's a certain way you kinda have to do it. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Where do you where do you think I should I should you know, how do you think I should do this? How should I build up my archery? There's two very, very, very important things. Um okay. one is the right side of the sneak tree. Okay, that's your okay. secondary achievement because you want to get the triple hit for the bow. Okay, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, 
But most importantly, the very first perk tree is the most critical thing because it increases the damage multiplier by a ton for a bow. Um, that and the crit and the zoom. Okay. I can't think of the names exactly off my head, but you'll see it where it increases your crit chance on the bow. If yeah. you max out your crit chance on the bow, <clears throat> you'll crit literally um, three out of five arrows. Wow. And when you imp- imply that with a maximum of the, the with the triple, doing a triple with that crit on a regular basis, you'll one shot nearly everything. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a, I'm gonna give this a try. I mean, hey, you know what? I, if I don't like it, I can always remake the character. But I, I've never really like done the archery thing as a primary attack type of playstyle, and I'm really interested in it, and I want to give it a try. It's all about leading your character. So being far away from the sneak. And as much as possible, try to be as, as far away as possible. In the beginning, it's a little more difficult because you have to lead your target. Mm-hmm. So when you're far enough away where you can just zoom in and you have multiple targets, you know as soon as you make that first shot, they're going to be searching for you without high sneak. So you have to go for the one that is closest. That way you have time to reload and hit the next ones that are coming up. Also, it's also vital is the, the quicker reload with the uh, quicker drawback yeah. with the bows. That's yeah, the quick okay. crucial. But that's also higher up in the tree. Quick draw. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll start working on that. This way, by the time I start getting into my teens, I should have a good portion of that. Yeah. By the time you're 18, yeah. you should have, and 20, you should have the sneak exactly where you want it and most of the archery where you want it. Okay. Um, the last little tip I have for you, and the early, especially early on, is to hit them a couple times when they come running after you. Find an area prior to those mobs that you found, the enemies where you can go and drop back into sneak and as soon as they come around the corner you can ping them more you have to kind of play that cat and, that cat and mouse game a little bit in the beginning until you start leveling up more on your bow alright and before you know it you'll be one shotting everything and just walking right by them alright I'll uh yeah I'll take all that into account that that definitely sounds like you know awesome advice of course um the other thought that I had was uh totally unrelated I was thinking about asking Fred about the mod, I was thinking about asking him if he can put the old man into the mod. I don't know if that he be, was uh, talking to me about it. his kind of what his plans were for the mod. Mm-hmm. If he did that, that'd probably be like months down the road. Plus, we'd have to get an okay from LMFAO to use their music. <laughs> <laughs> it work out. <laughs> All right, and I got my newcomer tip of the week. Okay, guys, listen up. Only losers do skooma. Stay in mage college, boys and girls. Like Brago the Khajiit says, don't be a loser skooma. Stay off the skooma. There you go. <laughs> Elder Scrolls. <laughs> That's it. Thank you very much, Dave, for providing that. I did not write that. It's really, it's really Dave's newcomer tip of the week. It was worth it just to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to the Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Yarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are in the Tamriel Times, your official and community news. Mystery Varwin, take it away. Hey! Okay, so, <laughs> patch 1.7. 
will be coming to the 360 and the PS3. All right, today, Thursday, August 8th, Bethesda has announced the release of patch 1.7 for 360 and PS3 will be by the end of the week. Now, you may recall us reporting on this patch recently. All right, the last two weeks, the patch was available in beta form on Steam. And then last week, it debuted on Steam for the PC market to download. The patch, as stated, the patch was as stated last week, and I quote, uh, general memory and stability fixes, along with fixing some crashing that occurred rarely. Also, the French, German, Italian, and Spanish versions of Skyrim on 360 will now have Connect properly working. Uh, well, okay, excuse me. <laughs> Connect will also properly work for the Dragon Shouts with 1.7. Okay, and yes, I just improperly quoted myself. Uh, the real excitement here, though, is that uh, 1.6, the mounted combat patch, is rolled up into 1.74 PS3. So, oh, PS3 guys, you may now roam around Skyrim hacking, slashing, and firing away at mobs while mounted on your trusted steed. PS3 Europe will have to wait until next week because of customs, I'm sure. <laughs> and customs. Digital customs. They're, they're killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, lead visual effect artist hosts a discussion at the L.A. Film School. Noah Berry, uh, the lead environmental artist, and Mark Tear, a visual effects artist on Skyrim, hosted a free discussion with L.A. F- Film School students last Saturday, August 4th, where they presented how Skyrim was visually crafted and filled with effects using artistry and technology. Um, let's see. Yeah, what I mean, uh, we're kind of rolling through this, but what do you it's guys fun. think about the, the patch thing? It's about time. Yeah. I'm happy that it's getting done. It's the first step towards Dawn Guard on the PS3, and I know I'm looking forward to our PS3 homies getting that. Amen yeah. to that. Speaking yeah, of that, Segway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking of, of Bethesda, uh, the PR war for PlayStation 3 rages ever onward. <laughs> Dawngate looks like it's still smoldering among the fans and Pete Hines, who is the PR vice president of Bethesda on Twitter. He is known as at DC Deacon. This time, questions on the release of PS3 version of Dawnguard have started to wash ashore the suddenly muddied banks of Bethesda's public relations. On Monday, August 6th, a fan had asked, and I quote, Do you think PS3 fans will be able to see Dawnguard on PS3 before September? Sincerely, all your loyal fans. And can we, PS3 fans, expect Dawnguard before September? Now, the last tweet managed to garner a response from Mr. Hines, who is at DC Deacon, also stated... Don Guard PS3 is not cancelled. If it was, we would have said that. We simply said we aren't satisfied with its performance yet. Gets better. A fan responded to Mr. Hines, commented on the tone of his former tweet, saying, everything he says sounds hateful and angry. Sorry we're passionate about your product. <laughs> Mr. Hines' reaction to that, you may ask? Sorry you feel that way. I do the best I can to convey info. In the best tone possible in 140 characters. Oh, he fails religiously. <laughs> someone needs a someone needs to go to like a Twitter tact less lessons or something like that. Twitter lessons you know for no, PR. I think it's gotten to the point where I'm just I'm just watching this like it's a car wreck, you know? It's that bad. You just <laughs> I, I make every time he's 
writing a tweet, I go make some popcorn, sit in my chair, and just wait for it because it's wait laps. for the police sirens. They're coming. It, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to make at this point. I, I mean, uh, I remember something like there was a, like a week ago or two weeks ago. I think it might have been a like a week and a half ago, actually, because um, it was just before our episode last week. He said something to the degree of, you know, he's not going to play a PvP MMO because right now everyone wants him dead. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't think everyone wants him dead. But, I mean, you know, he certainly did uh, get a lot of anger last week. Um, and I, I'm glad he kind of cooled it off this week because that was the beginning of this week, what he said there about... Uh, let me see if I could restate this was it um Dawn Guard. yeah Dawn Guard ps3 is not canceled if it was we would have said that we simply said we aren't satisfied with this performance yet that, what i think what makes <laughs> fans angry on this tweet is if it was we would have said that i think he's a little curt with some of these tweets and i'm not sure if that's just the way he is or if it's just coming off that way I don't know, but you know, Dave, you're definitely right. With every time this guy tweets something that has to do with a release of a game, like it's cringeworthy. Like, oh, what's what's gonna happen? It's a joke. It's it yeah. literally has become a joke. It just makes you wonder how. I mean, if he's not good at it, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing yeah. it. But that doesn't need to just take away his Twitter account until he they can really do to, need to and, just until he away. learns how to play nice. Just yeah. like slap him on the wrist, sit him <laughs> in the corner, say no. No, you can yeah. have it when you can learn how yeah, to play I, I am nice. totally sure that Mr. Hines is a nice person in person because now he can pull out the charm, you know, and do all the great things while, you know, while you're there in the room. But realizing that now you're on a cold, emotionless device that can be interpreted many different ways. And if you're not careful, you know, you will really rub people the wrong way. And he's doing a great job, a really wonderful job of doing that. Uh, I, I really... I mean, not to not to like further get down on the guy, um, but I mean, every time he does tweet, it is rife with with either just frustration or or anger or I mean, I don't I don't know what it is, but we we do pretty well with 140 characters on Twitter. I, he's a PR guy. How is he not doing better than we are? <laughs> exactly. Like, this is this is what you're paid to do. You're a, you know, you're a vice president of public relations for a reason. Someone obviously thought you'd do the job, and right. quite frankly, you're you're pooping in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, not like you're pooping in everybody else's sand. <laughs> All right. Other news around Nern. All right. Other news around Nern! <laughs> Elder Scrolls Lore Compendium. Lou, this is, a, this is all for you. All right. Monday, August 6th, at TES Online, posted a link on Twitter to their new Facebook page, the Elder Scrolls Lore Compendium. Already done. This sir- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, this serves as the largest and most complete collection of the most trusted Elder Scrolls lore fan-based websites on the internet. Here's a quote from their site. <clears throat> Over the years, some very dedicated Elder Scrolls fans have created expansive collections of Tamriel lore, perfect for any aspiring Tamriel lore master or historian. We've got some of the very best of these fan-created collections of the Elder Scrolls lore to share with you. Dive in and prepare for your next epic journey through Tamriel. 
Head on down to Elder Scrolls Online's Facebook page for the list of <laughs> the list of links to the lore sites. Yes, that site is is amazing. I actually read about that uh, several days ago when it came out, and um, I went to there, the Facebook page, and my God, <laughs> it really is a a, a great yeah. source of information. I mean, if you really just want to read up on on you know the wonderful backstory that Bethesda has done over the over the years for all these games, and how all just flows in and all just flows right naturally into the others. You know the, the continuity is amazing, so I can't recommend that side enough. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I mean, uh, even the the Elder Scrolls wiki is is on there, and the Elder Scrolls wiki is like, I I mean, it might as well be Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And our final final headline is Game Informer's ESO coverage is now free. Don't have a Game Informer subscription? Missed out on the Game Informer issue that debuted ESO? Fear not. For now, it's available as a free download for iOS and Android devices. Check out BethBlog.com for more details on how you can acquire your very own digital copy of the press release. (gasps) Squee! Yay! There you go. That's all the news I got for this week. Get out. That works. All right. (laughs) Banner Maritime. Banner Maritime. Here we go. Welcome to the Battered Mare. What can I get you? And here we are in the Bannered Mare, your roundtable discussion. Last week, we stated to receive a lot of questions from the fans in our chat room about Elder Scrolls Online. And for some weird reason, when we asked this in Twitter, we got a whole bunch of Skyrim questions. Yeah, and that doesn't work for Elder Scrolls. Anyway, but we did get questions. So, well, um, yeah. actually, Joe, what I, what I wanted to do was scrap that whole idea and actually have a sing-off contest so uh so here we go ooga chaka ooga chaka i can't fight in this the jungle. Oh, <laughs> deep inside of me because i'm hooked on a feeling oh sorry God. i can't believe it the saber to <laughs> sings tonight that you're in love <laughs> with me all right before we ruin the entire show let's get to the real bannered mare <laughs> <laughs> what did I say about sing-alongs, huh? About music right. It doesn't happen. I thought this was going to be our singing song episode. I want to keep right, listeners, so, not scare them away, dude. But yeah, that's true. Um, so, alright, we, we had a couple of questions. Alright, this one actually came to us from Dennis as per email. Now, uh, Dennis and, uh, and us had a, uh, a little back and forth on Twitter. He was basically expressing his, his um, displeasure with the Elder Scrolls intellectual property uh, from here on shall be known as the IP. And he was basically saying that because of all of the, the Dawn Guard um, stuff that he feels that ESO is something that he's not going to purchase. And even though we tried explaining to him that um, ESO is not going to be created by, by Bethesda, it's created by Zonimax Studios Online, he said, no, 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 guys. The IP I have a problem with. So, so Dennis sent us. Uh, this is a snippet that basically summed uh, Dennis's discord with with the Elder Scrolls in an email he sent us. And, and he says, 
As a gamer and consumer, all I do know is that The Elder Scrolls has left me out in the cold because of exclusivity. Therefore, I personally am done with the franchise slash IP. When a franchise suddenly disallows me from playing one of their products, regardless of who's making it, then I'm done with said franchise. Not trying to be a jerk, but just following along with what Dave said last week. Um, in my opinion, it's the only way for my voice to be heard. How do you feel? Mm, to disregard, probably one of the best games that's going to be coming out in a long time because of a really, well, for lack of a better term, well, I can think of a million better terms, a poorly Twitter-educated PR representative um, is kind of folly to say that that's making a stand. I didn't agree with Dave when he said it last week. <laughs> I'm not going to buy your games. Yeah, well, they're going to look at you and say, okay, sorry. Now, if it somehow caught on to every single one of their fans, then yeah, that'd be an issue, and they would, they would think about it. But emailing them, contacting Bethesda, and actually talking to them in official ways like forums and like that, it's probably the best way to get their attention. Um, but to say that you're not going to play the MMO because... Dawnguard had a bad launch seems kind of um, petty to me well I, I agree with with how you're with what you're saying um, he, he's he's upset he's upset with the exclusivity going to going to 360 um, he's a, a, upset with uh, Pete Hines uh, comments about that exclusivity he uh, he feels that um, ESO that the all of the Elder Scrolls now is not something that he wants to involve himself in, and that includes Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I I kind of I I understand and sympathize with his frustration. Certainly, all of us here do, and we've we oh, had whole yeah. shows. What's that? I said heck yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we all agree with that. Um, but I I mean I I believe the way to the the proper way normally would be to do what what Dennis is suggesting. I would definitely say that's the normal way to to go about that. But in this particular case, I think because The Elder Scrolls is such a large franchise, I don't think just not buying the game is is really going to send that message. I think the right message to send is between now and when Elder Scrolls Online comes out or between now and when, you know, Dawnguard, their next uh, excuse me, um it's not Dawnguard. Um, uh, Dragonborn. Dragonborn. Dra- okay. Dragonborn is going to be their next, their next yeah. um, DLC. Between now and when that comes out, I think is the time to open dialogue with Bethesda or with Zenimax Studios Online or whoever else, you know, Starbucks, whoever it is that you have an issue with. Open dialogue up with them. Tweet at them every single day. Send them emails every single day and constantly have the same... The same uh, question, the same, the same focus. That's that's what I think is is the best and the best way to go about doing this. That's that's just me though. But to disregard, blatantly disregard an entire game because it has the Elder Scrolls name on it. Well, yeah. plus it's not being made by the same guys anyway. Like it was Bethesda proper that was making the Skyrim and the Dawn Guard, and it it's Zenimax who's making the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, they're a subsidiary of Bethesda, but they're their own development team and everything. Company. There's actually, I believe, a parent company that owns Bethesda and owns Zenimax. Right. But they're like, <clears throat> you know, cousins. 
yes, it's the same IP, but it's not really this, even the same group that's doing it. So let's say you snub the Elder Scrolls online. That's not going to touch the guys who are making Dawnguard. I mean, I, I understand that if you want to get your voice, you want to make your stand any way you see fit, that's up to the individual, but you got to make sure that your your voice or your stand is t- directed toward the right person, and really, the Elder Scrolls Online is by Zenimax by the majority. It, it's, it's not... You're not pointing at the right person on this one, and... I, I think that you need to at least give it a try, Dennis. Yeah, especially if it comes out with a free-to-play option right off the bat. You know, then at the very least, give it a fair shake. Well, it all depends on how long you want to try it out, but at least give it its due. See the game, experience the game for yourself before you make that decision. You know, either case, it's you know no harm done. You tried it; it's not to your liking. That's understandable. You know, not every game will please everyone, so. As you know, Joe, Dave, and Robin have mentioned, if you really do want your voice to be heard, they have the forums out there, the Bethesda forums. Okay, not ZeniMax Studios uh, forums for Elder Scrolls Online. Okay, be a part of the Bethesda forums. You know, go visit bethblog.com, get the information out there, and let your opinion be known. Okay, just again, there are certain ways to say things. You know, be civil, be polite, but yeah, make your voice be known, voice your criticisms. Definitely. Yeah, let your voice be heard. We're not saying just sit there quiet. That that's not it. We're no, saying no. that if you want your voice to be heard, make it heard through the proper channels. Right. And disregarding Elder Scrolls Online, know that you're going to hurt the people who are working hard to produce it from Zenimax Studios Online, who had nothing to do with Bethesda. All right. Uh, Zenimax has people in touch with Bethesda to make sure the game they're making falls in line with Bethesda's view of the Elder Scrolls universe. Okay, just remember that. Okay, they actually have people who are liaisons to make sure that, oh, you know, Maria Alatronda, who is the combat uh, designer for Elder Scrolls Online, makes sure that she can follow what the other games that Bethesda's done, you know, fits in line pretty much to what, you know, she'd like to translate to ESO. All right, so again, if you're going to slant, if you want to criticize people, Bethesda's that way. ZeniMax Studios is over here. Go to the right party, voice your opinion. All right, our next question came in front to us from Vector Parcel, who basically said, "What class slash archetype are you guys planning on playing?" For me, there's no question about it: the Ranger class. What were they going to call it? They haven't really released any names for them yet, but I do know that they they are having an archery based class, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, heavy armor, sword and board for me all the way as usual. I am going to go for my sneaky sneaky assassin type. Although we'll play a ranger. If I hear someone online call it a hunter, I will personally <laughs> PK that person every single chance I can get. Every chance I can get. Ranger, not hunter. I have a, I have not a hunter. Oh, I, I love you, Lou. I love you. Because I feel the same way. Because hunters are actually the melee class in PSO. So I rage when I hear hunters being referred to as the, the ranger. Yeah. Get your terms right, MMOers. Let me guess. I'm predicting Dave's going to be a mage-style class. Kinda. Kinda. Yeah, that's right. Pure DPS. Two one-handed swords casting fireballs. See, we have a that? problem, guys. We don't have a healer on our team. Hmm. Well, I, I may be able to spec into healing. Or we can get the, uh, the, the dead cleric to come around with us and heal with us. <laughs> dead cleric. 
Dead card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, from Sabrina. This came to us through email. It says, uh, listening to episode 33 and Ivarwin. Uh, you did spell it wrong, by the way, but that's okay. <laughs> Just said, people who play WoW aren't going to like TESO. Uh, how does he know? I play WoW. I'm looking forward to TESO and the differences. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have to say um, I, I'm glad Sabrina wrote this in and called me out, to be 100% honest, because I, I kind of um, painted all of uh, World of Warcraft players in a light that, that says that they're not going to be interested in, in Elder Scrolls IP and Elder Scrolls Online. And, and uh, that's, that was incorrect. I should not have said that. You know, I apologize. <laughs> and uh, thanks, Sabrina, for, for letting me know. Yeah, I think actually a lot of WoW players are going to like it because it's not WoW and it's different. Yeah, the people are going to enjoy it that it's different, but I know a lot of people who aren't even going to touch it because it isn't WoW. So, I mean, I That's see both loss. sides of the arguments. But. That is until the game comes out and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you gotta see this game. <laughs> and they'll finally go over there, really? It's free to play? Um, hmm, I'll check it out. And yeah. then a year down the road, wow, what? I just hope it, it launches with a free to play model. <laughs> We're all hoping that. That's why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Zenimax. Trial. <laughs> free trial. Right. Something. If you're yes. listening. Please <laughs> learn, learn from Swotor. <laughs> right. If for nothing else, if for me and Fred and Lou's sake, I can't go through this again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, from minus two in the chat room, he said, "I'm a former Star Wars Galaxies player who really loved player-run towns and structures. Will ESO have this? I love the immersion that it provides. I really hope so. We actually know nothing on that subject. Oh." I minus I do too because uh, I was on the Intrepid originally and on the Starsider servers before the game shut down. I wouldn't mind that at all if they're going to have player housing. Minus it's great. Now the one thing I did not like with Galaxies and their housing the fact that the urban blight it created. Okay, uh, for those who for listeners who aren't familiar with Star Wars Galaxies, you're referring to rap music. <laughs> I like to right. dig, dig, dig. It's wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could literally build a house anywhere on any of the planets, as long as it was outside a designated city or NPC town, village, what have you. And of course, after a while, you could actually get several players. You could have a mayor. You could build your own city, have its own shuttle port, its own bank system, what have you. Uh, if you were particular faction, playing for the Empire or for the Alliance, you can go to war with each other. Okay, you could stalk players in their own towns. And again, however, imagine Skyrim as it is now, okay? we all seen how beautiful it looked like. Now imagine the disaster what would happen if you allowed players to actually build houses anywhere and everywhere they saw fit. Oh my you God, would see, yeah, you would definitely miss the panoramic view of Skyrim. I don't think they should have player-built structures like that, because that's just... That wouldn't work at all. But if you did, you know, housing districts in major cities where people can rent or buy a house to use and instance yep. it out, I think that would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Do the instanced housing. Like like in Final Fantasy eleven. Mm-hmm. Or Fable. Remember that, Joe? Yep. Right. Or EverQuest two. EverQuest two is my what exactly what I was thinking, Lou. Yeah, and have, also a cross instance, between instant buildings. Yeah, a cross between that and Final Fantasy eleven. Exactly, Dave. Right. 
or if if you really want that kind of uh, build your own house minus, for those who are familiar, again, Dark Age of Camelot, they had what's called an instant zone. Now, when you actually enter those zones, it's an actual map, meaning you have several neighborhoods that are empty plots of land. Okay, and you have to you know find an empty plot, build your house, and there you go, go from there. Okay, so you have you know I, they can go for a hybrid, or I I would definitely would like EQ2's model where it's just you know a you know, a building, but it's a door, and you just click, and you enter your own apartment or your own housing area, and there you go. Yeah. Is that the uh, is that the labyrinth of the Minotaur expansion pack? <laughs> no, I've got. I mean, the name of it escapes me, but it was actually player housing was in its own separate expansion that they introduced in the game. Gosh, I have to look okay. that up. But I know the immersion that he's looking for because galaxies uh, like EverQuest, EverQuest Two, allowed you to actually put stuff in your house. Furniture, rugs, you know, chairs. I mean, if Arwen and I are playing EQ2, and he has yet to see my house, and believe me, he, he's going to be amazed at what players can do with these things. It does provide a lot of immersion, but it can also be a two-edged sword if they do allow it to actually exist out in the actual player world. Minus so, let's hope they're looking at those past examples and, and come up with their own uh, their own take on it that that works. All righty. <clears throat> Next question from Cheese P. Do you think it's TSO guaranteed to have voice chat? I, I think you can count on on uh, ESO not having voice chat. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, I mean uh, between Vent, Mumble, Teamspeak, and and even Skype. I mean, uh, you know, is there yeah. is there any game that actually puts this in like realistically and, yes. and says yes. Yeah, there are a few, but I don't I don't know of any one major MMO that has released with voice chat. I do. What or it will. Planetside 2 has a voice chat that's better than Skype. Well, that's in the future. I'm I'm not from the future. Come it's on, working dude. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be amazing. fair, Dave, I mean, we are talking about a game that will be released next year. True. I think I think Joe's right. I think it's kind yeah, of relevant yeah. to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, Joe's right. <laughs> Uh, EQ2 has built-in voice chat, but that came after their second expansion because they thought about it because they, they did realize that a lot of players are having issues with with pugs. So they wanted to give those people a chance to actually be able to talk to each other. So if you didn't have Bent or TeamSpeak at the time, this is before Mumble came out, <laughs> and Skype, uh, they, they had built-in their own voice chat support. Most of them were all bad. I was actually yeah. very um, when they first put in the, the voice chat option in in uh, Planetside too. I was kind of leery about it until I heard it, and it was crystal clear. So, um, you know, it's it, it would be a great thing if they had in there, but I don't think it's a necessary thing for a uh, fantasy based MMO. For Planetside, where it's first person shooter, squad based, team based, yes, necessary. Yeah. For uh, yeah. Elder Scrolls Online, not so much. No. Now, if they did it like okay, a Guild communication voice channel, fine. That would be great. Other than that, no. Any other thoughts before we go on? Everyone just went dead silent. That's because we were using WoW's voice chat. Oh, right, right, gotcha. (laughs) From Aaron C. With the way that Dawnguard was released, what impact will that have on future deals? This is a Skyrim thing. One of those Skyrim questions. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next question. Maybe we'll get back to that one. Are you fellas and lass, if she's there, laugh out loud, going to miss being Dragonborn? No. 
I'm going to enjoy the new story and the new role I'm going to play of a guy whose soul got robbed. Exactly. I'm still going to yell at things. <laughs> Press the Z key. Oh, wow, isn't that not working? <laughs> Fist row, boo! <laughs> hey, there goes Brago again. Ah, <laughs> poor Brago. <laughs> well, Ronan, I mean, every Elder Scrolls game I've played, you know, you really do get involved and you get attached to a character, but with every new game that's come out, you don't miss it per se. You just find a new character, you know, a new story to enjoy. And I, and I think uh, that's what I love about these games. You know, I'm not going to miss being Dragonborn because I know that when we all finally get into the world of Elder Scrolls Online, we're like, my God, what can I do in this game? You know, you're not going to you're not going to remember the fact that you were Dragonborn not too long ago playing Elder Scrolls, you know, Skyrim. You're going to be someone lost in the universe of Elder Scrolls Online, going, hmm, what kind of character do I want to be today? So yeah, that's very true. And there's always you can always go back. You know, just like people go back to Oblivion and even Morrowind, you can always go back to Skyrim. Load it up and say, ah, it feels good to be Dragonborn again. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Then you go back into TSO and, and be your soul raw person. Alrighty. Chat room, do you have any questions for us right now? And while they're doing that, we'll go ahead and answer the Skyrim question from Aaron. With the way that Dawnguard was released, what impact will that have on future DLC and how long will we wait? That's a great question. And right now I'm a loss at an answer. Guys? Uh, it's it's not going to have an impact. What you're going to see for Dragonborn is the exact same thing. All yeah. right, you're going to see a 30 day exclusivity deal given to the Xbox. All right, this is set in stone. This was set in stone years ago when Bethesda made in May last May it was. Yeah, well, e- even before that, uh, Bethesda made a deal with with Xbox that this was going to, to happen. And not just for not not just for Skyrim and its DLC. They have a contract that lasts for I don't know how long, but it's it's years. And all of their all of their downloads, all of their DLC is going to be released on Xbox. That's why the question is being asked, is this game going to go multi-platform? Because technically it's really a legal question for Bethesda. There's going to be download content. There's going to be expansions and DLC for, for ESO. So does that mean that they are legally bound to put ESO on a platform because of this, this, this contract that they have? I believe, they, no. The, the actual contract with Microsoft ends after the second Skyrim DLC. I'm pretty sure it does end after the second one. Yeah, it does. Um, All right. Also... Um, Bethesda's held by that contract, not Zenimax. And also, it's a lot harder to produce an MMO base for a console because of the hardware technology than it is for a PC. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it has a lot to do with server translation between different platforms. Like, for instance, PlayStation have to have its own server because of the, the different encoding, Xbox its own server. It's very, very expensive for an MMO company to produce something like that. And there was another point I was going to get to that was the most important, and I spaced it. Um, it runs into the same problem that Skyrim's running into with the different times for different releases. It just becomes an actual nightmare. And right now, I do know that they did make a statement saying that it is PC only, and they did not 
I guess I want to say that um, consoles are not off the table, but not in development. Okay. So, Joe, you did have an answer. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a lot of questions coming in from the chat room. Yeah. Um, Is it going to be one class or multiple classes per character? Everything we've heard so far is one class per character, but that class is completely customizable on how you want to play it. So you have a starter class, but... By the time you're max level, you will not be the same class as the same person who picked the, the same starter class you did. Yeah, and it's all going to be dependent on How? the level of competency you basically have with, with the type of, of weapons that you're using. Mm-hmm. Bethesda, um, Zenimax Online has always said that they gave a great example. If you're, if you're in a fight and the healer dies and drops his, his healing staff, you can pick up that healing staff as a, as a warrior who's doing damage, you could pick up that healing staff and heal the party. But the thing is, is that the healer who dies is going to be much more efficient at it than you are. So that, that was a wonderful example that they gave and, and kind of to kind of like relay the way you're going to play um, and how, how classes, I think, can, can level yeah, up in this like game. Yeah, what they said is um, also you're going to be leveling your weapons, and based on your weapon also determines your competency for that particular field. Um, for instance, if you're playing a ranger and you find a really cool healer staff that you want to use and you start using healer spells from that staff, you level that staff, your healing competency, competency goes up. So you might have started out with a ranger and by level whatever the cap is, you might wind up being a very efficient healer. See, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Dual wield swords and then pick up a staff and go a little bit into magic and then have both. Tell um, me that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> TyX9 says, auto-aim or aim it yourself with bows. It better dang well be self-aim with first person. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it should be self-aim, but they have. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be auto-aim, unfortunately, because you're going to be able to... But I thought there wasn't any kind of lock, any uh, target lock. Is there no target lock? I thought we read somewhere about that. Dude, oh. if there's no target lock, then it's all self-aim, and that's awesome. Well, they said the, the combat's going to be very, very similar to how Skyrim and other um, Elder Scrolls games play, so with active oh, lock yeah. combat. So locking will either be... Target lock will, will either be something that's very forgiving or non-existent. So basically, like a, a, what they call an unfor- or a very forgiving target lock is where your character stares at that, the character you're going for or will turn themselves if you go around them. To face that character, but that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, that I could deal with it. And then you actually have to actually work to get that cursor on the correct spot on your target to actually hit it or to be effective. Right. Um, the last question came is from Supa, and he says, "Will I be asked in TSO, DESO, what my rotation is?" No, because there's no such thing as a rotation. Do you know how we know this, guys? Do you have an answer for that? Yeah, I mean the the hot bar that uh, that you are going to have is is going to be completely customizable. You're going to be putting, you're going to get a whole range of skills, and you're going to determine which skills you want to use. So you're gonna you're going to be taking out a lot from your I don't know in quotes spell book. It hasn't been determined yet, and you're going to be putting on your hot bar however way you want to put it. You have only five spaces. Mm-hmm. Three being basic attacks, one being the finisher, or the combo one, whether they call it the synergy attack. 
and I forgot what the other one is, but basically, and your attacks only become stronger the more you use them. So certain classes might be more prone to use certain other abilities and will be more efficient in that, so there won't be any one way to do the game. How they have the hotbar set up and the skills and how you play it, there's not going to be any one efficient way to play it like in other MMOs. Thus, the rotation comes out of play, especially when there's no aggro. They're also saying something to the degree of they're not they're not going to put uh, spells in the game that do like um, you know will increase the the uh, effectiveness of X skill or this will increase the the damage of that skill by X percent um, over you know Y duration. What they are going to put they said is this will launch a fireball that will create a firestorm around the target, killing everything in sight. Stuff like that, they said they were it was going to be in the game. So you're actually putting skills and spells into that hotbar. So the, the real more appropriate question you're going to be asked is not necessarily what's your rotation. People are going to be asking you, what are you using? Right. Mm-hmm. How, and remember, how'd you every your fight's going to be different, dynamic, so what you're using for three or four fights may not be the same for the next two fights. So Yeah, well, like traditional yeah, so Elder Scrolls games, you're leveling on your skill, not by how many monsters you kill. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. All right. That's... Any final thoughts before we move on to the crafting table? Squee! Yeah, so. Well, well, super buffs, don't know. I don't think they said anything about buffs, though. Are there buffs in Elder Scrolls games? I don't think they've said it. I haven't haven't heard anything. There's I don't like think so. Shields and stuff. I really don't think there's going to be buffs in this game. I think that's going outside of what they're trying to do. I highly doubt it. We don't know yet, though, for sure. I would actually be disappointed if they did. That's one of the things that drives me nuts about MMOs. <sighs> anyway, shall we move on to the crafting table, gentlemen? Shall. Let's move on. And here we are in the crafting table, your mods and other game enhancements. The yeah. first thing I wanted to mention was that in a phone call, Fred told me about this. I'm pretty sure he didn't want me to shout this out, but I'm going to anyway. I was told <laughs> by Fred there are Easter eggs that he hid in the game. He wouldn't tell me what they were or where they were. These are Easter eggs based on other QGN shows. They're in the uh-huh. mod. And I want, I'm challenging everybody to go find them what they are, and send us screenshots. I'll have to check this out. Did he say at all, like, where to start looking? Is it just around that inn, he or is it just anywhere in Skyrim? Anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. He just said they're in there. That's all he said. Okay. He's just telling me, he basically alluded to it, saying, I can't believe no one found the Easter eggs yet. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I admire about you, Dave? Is that someone could get, hand you a shovel and tell you uh, and drop you off in the middle of a desert and tell you the truth is out there, and you'll ask for a backhoe? What? I think that was an <laughs> X Files reference, but I'm very tired. <laughs> All right, Ivarwin, what is our our actual mod of the day here? Revamped Vampire Lord version one point zero four by Merc. This mod reintroduces the Vampire Lord form intended for higher difficulty levels of the game, giving it a large buff in areas to deal with harder fights much more efficiently. Here are the changes. 
Power of the Grave, Health, Magicka, and Stamina Boost of 50 up to 100. Poison Talon, damage has increased from 20 damage over 4 seconds to 100 over 4 seconds. Increased Night Cloak's damage from 4 to 25 per second. Decreased Corpse Curse's duration from 10 to 4 seconds. Increased Effectiveness of Vampire Lord's Raise Dead Spell from level 8 for all levels to 28. The Gargoyle Summon now scales in level with the player and caps at level 45. Increased Vampire Lord's Drain spell damage from pitiful amounts to (laughs) scale better with levels in accordance to difficulty and lack of dual casting. Increased Claw Damage so it compares to Werewolf's Claw Damage at higher levels. And Increased Physical Damage Excuse me. Increased physical and damage resistance that scales with player's level. All right. Note, all of these changes only affect the player. So go ahead and find revamped, uh, revamped so Vampire Lord version 104. you can your Vampire Lord and cheat with the best of them. That's right. <laughs> By Merc. <laughs> Available to you on the Skyrim workshop. The, uh, yeah, the workshop there. Yeah, All right, our mini mod. Skyrim Crash Prevention and FPS Booster by Scion1122. This mod, the mod for those with too many mods. All right, it's meant to prevent crashes due to low RAM systems and boost your frames per second by purging cell buffers every 10 minutes and freeing up RAM. So, by the way, this will also tear a hole in the space-time continuum, fold space underneath you so you can go through the hole, and when it unfolds, you'll be out millions of light years away, and you'll get to see new episodes of Quantum Leap. That was completely random and off the wall. All right, (laughs) we're going to go ahead (laughs) and move on to the Elder Scroll. fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Elder Scroll. Please sit down by a nice cozy fire, open your book, a bottle of brandy. And enjoy. Thank you, Joe, for that wonderful introduction. Today's Elder Scroll segment is on is on the Chimera. Alright, they're a race of elves. I pulled this one little quote off the wiki because I think it sums them up really nicely. And this is from the game itself, which is really nice. I kinda of pulled this off the compendium. Plug for the Facebook compendium. <clears throat> quote Boethia showed them the lies, the Etada, the Adra and told them Trinimac was the biggest liar of all. Saying all this with Trinimac's voice, Boethia told the mass before him the triangle truth. He showed them with Mephala the rules of Sijic endeavor. He taught them how to build houses and what items they needed to bury in the corners. He demonstrated the right way to wear their skin. He performed the way to walk to achieve an exodus. 
then Boethia relieved himself of Trinimac right there on the ground before them to prove all the things he said were the truth. It was easy then for his new people to become the changed ones, who are the Chimer. They are the, they are the ancestors of the modern Doomer, or in the game, they're known as the Dark Elves. You know, they were one of the several races of Mer during the Rethic Era. This is before, I guess, history, before the first era of Tamriel. They were described as being dynamic, ambitious, long-lived elven clans who were devoted to fundamentalist ancestor worship. Their name translates into the Changed Folk or Changed Ones. Now, during their early history, the Chimera clans decided to follow this one man, this prophet, called Velod, who said he spoke to them on behalf of Boethia, the Prince of Plots, and two other good Daedra, Trinimac and Nafala. And it's from this decision that the Chimera set out you know, they left their ancestral elven homelands in the southwest to settle on the lands that now became known as Morrowind. Now, with these teachings from Veloth and the teachings of the Daedra, they spawned a new culture on Tamriel and a new people. Although the Chimera would be basically indistinguishable from the other Mera races. You know, if you see the, the Dark Elves now, all the elf races all look the same. Same here with the Chimera when they first existed. And over time, these exiles, as they were known, they became, they called themselves the Velothi. Now, this term can be used loosely for all the Dunmer. However, it just carries a specific meaning referring to the exiles themselves. But once they left and abandoned their nomadic ways and settled into, the, into the area of Morrowind. Now, back in that time, during the time of that exodus, Morrowind was known as the Dwemereth. Okay, named obviously after the Dwemer, who lived there already, who settled in that area. The exiles came along, settled down into the area, and began to flourish, and developed what was now called the Velothi High Culture, which was based on their worship of the Three Good Daedra and a respect for the House of Troubles. And it's been said that the ruins of the Velothi Towers that now dot Morrowind are attributed to this period of, of when their culture pretty much bloomed and blossomed. Now the Chimera and the Dunmer coexisted peacefully for a time, but as with all things, the relations cooled after a while because the Dwemer were agnostic people, all right? They preferred reason to faith, whereas the Chimer were staunch Daedra worshippers, and they considered the Dwemer's lack of belief an affront to their gods. So you can pretty much see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, maybe the maybe they're the uh, ones responsible for the uh, for the Dwemer's Ooh. absence. Stay a while. Listen. Stay a while. <laughs> Around the rise of the first Empire of the Northern Skyrim the Velothi civilization started to break down and it became scattered into a primitive collection of clans and are also erupted into tribal warfare. Now, the so-called Doomer strongholds in Morrowind were, mostly like, were most likely built during this time of trouble okay, for defense against not only the Nordic raiders but the other Chimera clans that were in the area. However, it was this, this, this particular disunity that allowed Skyrim to conquer Morrowind. For a time, the Nords did rule Morrowind, which they called Resdane, for many years. Until infighting within the, uh, the Nords of Skyrim, the War of Succession, allowed the Chimera and the, Dun- and the Dwemer to actually form an alliance and drive the Nords out of that area. And this time frame became known as the Era of the First Council. Okay? When the Dumer first formed the Great House System and started to develop it, and their first leader, whose name was Indoril Nerevar, and his three advisors, who became known as the Tribunal. Al-Melexia, Sothasil, 
and Vivek. Hmm, where have you heard those names before, people? Hmm. <laughs> now, it was the, at the climax of the war with First Council where the Chimera first started to experience a series of events which would lead them to become the Dunmer, the Curse of Azura. Now, the Curse of Azura is a curse that it's believed that Azura thought, and correct, that the tribunal had killed Indoral Nerevar during a ritual to summon Azura to ask the Daedra as to what they should do next. Uh, because what they happened was the era, the, during the War of the First Council, remember this is when the Chimera and the Dunmer are driving the Nord out of Skyrim, okay? Uh, without giving too many spoilers away for other games if you haven't played them, the Chimera and Dunmer find these artifacts, these artifacts from Lorcan. Remember him? The one to help create and earn? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, these tools that he left on the planet, on, on Tamriel, they discovered and they wanted to know what they should do with them. However, during the summoning, the tribunal, his own visors, pretty much stabbed him in the back. What had happened was these particular implements, these artifacts from Lorcan, can actually raise a mortal and deify them. Essentially, they can become gods. They can become like the Aedra and Daedra themselves. What? Yes. Even though, yes, and this is what happens. Nerevar is killed by his tribunal. Azura appears sees them, and curses them and all the Chimera for their actions. And so what does she do? Yes, she curses them by turning their eyes as red as lava and their skin as black as their hearts. Hmm. (laughs) So now that all the Chimera have been changed to Dunmer, Azura told them, you know, told the the tribunal they were cursed forever. However, Good luck looking like that. (laughs) Right. The tribunal laughed at this at the Daedric Prince. Wow. Because what had happened? One of those artifacts they found? The Heart of Lorcan. Right? They used the Heart of Lorcan to turn themselves into gods. Now, if you're not familiar with them, I'll give you a hint. So the Sil, well. (laughs) Vivek, Al Malexia, look them up. Past episodes. They're out there. So that's just a quick brief of the Chimera. Hope you all like it. There's actually, you know, two places. You know, a lot of good stuff out there on them. They actually have a very, very detailed uh, setting for uh, the War of the First Council and the whole business involving Azura. So I try to connect as much as I can. Hope this is enough for you. Hope you all like it. Yeah, uh, that was great, Lou. Thank you. All right, we're gonna move on to the town square. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And here we are in the town square. Your emails and other goodies that we didn't have a place goodies. to put them. Alright, the first email comes in from Connor M. Hey guys, I really need your help. Do you think a strict illusion and sneak character would work? He's not allowed to use weapons other than when he is in vampire lord form. Do you think this would work out? would work. Also, do you suggest putting stamina points into a vampire lord character? Many huh. thanks, Connor. Well, for one, not using weapons, you're not going to get level 10 to even start those quests. So. Yeah! <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be... Good luck. What do you guys think about this? Well, uh, at the at the bottom there, with the uh, the vampire lord, I, I would suggest you're going to want to put your, your skills 
into um, health and uh, and magicka, and then leave a, put stuff into stamina because you're you're definitely gonna have some of that that melee claw action going on. But I wouldn't go too far into it. I would really just honestly, I'd pump mostly into magicka. Have uh, Serana tank for you as much as possible, as much as the story will allow. Have your gargoyle tank for you as much as that'll happen. And uh, additionally, add in health and then use stamina as, as, you know, put points into stamina once every fifth level, I would say. Yeah, be sparing with the stamina. My dude's way too squishy. I just get thrown about whenever stuff actually gets to me in my vampire lord form. Yeah. Alrighty. Next email, Lou. Alright, our next email comes from Paul, aka Linux. Paul writes in in regards to the lore segment. Only suggestion, and I know I'm late, catching up as fast as I can. Maybe tell us where you read this so we can do research as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Linux is actually a bunch of sources I use, uh, not the least of which is the Elder Scrolls Wikia itself, which is a, a god, a look. A treasure trove of information itself. There is also... I also hop over to the Bethesda forums for Skyrim. Or, or just the Bethesda forums themselves, because they actually have forums for each of their games. So you have forums on Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion, and so on. And they have uh, threads and posts in there as well, detailing lore. Okay? And now with the recent announcement that, you know, that Ivaro put out earlier on, okay, with the Compendium on Facebook. There you go. All right, those are the, the main sites I've been using. Well, now I'm at the Facebook Compendium, but those are the sites I've been using mostly for drawing on lore itself. Or if anything, what I can do is I've also actually just Google the topic and see what pops up. And lots of times it'll give me references back to the wiki itself, or lots of times the actual books that are in the game that you can read. And get snippets of information from that as well. So, you know, that's where I go. Hopefully it helps you. I mean, like I said, there's a, a ton of stuff out there. You'd be surprised <laughs> on the amount of information that over the years Bethesda has compiled uh, for these games. It's amazing. All right. Next email, Dave. Next email comes from Tanta. Says, last night I finally gave in and bought Guard. I've only played a couple of hours, but what I'm loving so far is not the new quest line, but the new high-level enemies. I walked into a random cave, not expecting much of a challenge at level 53, and was pleasantly surprised when the Falmer in there wiped the floor with me. Skyrim is challenging again, which is almost enough for me to forgive Bethesda. My sympathies go out to the PS3 players, though. Keep up the awesome podcast, guys. They totally make my Friday. Tanta. Aw, Tanta, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a weird image, you know. I got my butt totally kicked. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed every minute of it. I'm going to go back out and do it again. Give it to me. Come on. All right. um, (laughs) Anything else you guys want to say on that? No, I think uh, Tanta says this perfectly. You know, everyone gets excited about about a brand new uh, challenge uh, to be had. You know, we play this game not not because we want to roll face through it. We play this game because we want to be challenged and we want to overcome that challenge and, and feel uh, epic as a result of it. So anytime that happens, it feels great. 
And the next email, Evarwin. This comes from Kyle. Kyle says, hey guys, Kyle here again. I think you may have found it out yet. I think you may have found it out yet, but Dawnguard has been released on PC. Congrats to you guys. (laughs) No way, we've been missing this? Dawnguard's on PC? What? 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 Congrats to you guys, but now I absolutely know that PS3 is the lowest priority to Bethesda. What do you guys think of this? I'm still not sure if they are still pulling the BS card, but as a Skyrim PS3 player, I feel like at the bottom of the food chain. Also, I have a metaphor for what's been happening. Xbox is the oldest kid that is loved by everyone. PC is the youngest kid who is still loved. PS3 is the middle ginger kid that no one likes. <laughs> Thanks for reading, Kyle. <laughs> well, technically, PC would be the oldest one, but I get your metaphor. I Look, the sales numbers are out there. Okay, they, they do not sell nearly as many copies of anything on the PS3 as they do the PC and the Xbox. That being said, um, I don't know if if that has anything else other than the fact that it could be Sony giving Bethesda a hard time with whatever they have to go through. I know that Bethesda is going to want their game accessible to the widest audience possible. Okay, That's just business. At the end of the day, they want to make a profit. And that's fine. That's totally cool. They're in business to make money. And we just happen to adore their product. So when you want to make money, what do you do? You release it to the greatest audience you possibly can. The widest range audience you possibly can. So I don't think they're intentionally cutting out PS3. I think Sony is having either a hard time via red tape and, and, and process on their side or they don't like Bethesda for some reason. I, I don't know why that is. Or maybe there's software conflicts, which would be That's part of that. Actually, what I heard was that it was difficulty between the software. So I, I, don't, I don't think that, that you know, you're, you're experiencing you know, some kind of malicious intent from Bethesda. I just think that this is, it's, a really tough, it's a really tough thing to put out. For, for Sony and, and for Sony's PS3. This is the kind of thing that we were talking about earlier in the show. You know, uh, get vocal with Sony. Get vocal with them. Tell them, look, I don't like, I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm, this makes me want to not buy PS4 or whatever's coming out. And I think you guys need to, to handle this. So that's it. That's my reaction to that whole thing. Alrighty, we have five-star review shout-outs. Lou, take it away, buddy. Alright, our five-star review shout-outs from America. Hey guys, by the way, 20 more five-stars, and we have 400 five-star reviews in under nine months. What? Wow. Wow. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's you from America. Vinray Saltori. Omnitron. Nothingness. It's a lot of S's. Glenix and Robert H. From our friends up north in Canada, Titus Man 2008. Sounds like a superpowered vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from, <our household> device. <laughs> <laughs> from our friends across the pond in the United Kingdom, Dom the Typer. 
and Adairas. And our final thoughts. Thoughts. I can't talk tonight. Wow. And there is a train. <laughs> <laughs> On that midnight train to Georgia. Wow. No. Is that the only one who ever, always thinks of that every time that Joe has a train goes by? Yeah. No, but now that yeah. you mention it, I will have that song in my head now. Score. <laughs> they always seem to want to run as many trains as possible when I podcast. It's just a curse. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> anyway, final thoughts. Um, I just, I can't wait for Elder Scrolls Online. I can't wait to find out more about it. And I'm going to get my Dawn Guard fixed this week so I can play some more Evarwin. Final thoughts. Um, geez, I, I think I, I've covered pretty much every thought that I could possibly have had regarding what we brought up on the show today. Uh, I can't say that I'm really interested. Uh, of course, I'm interested. I can't wait for ESO to come out. Every time we talk about it, I just get giddy and I want to. I want to see what's going on and play it. Um, that's it. That, that's all I got. That's me, Louis Olan. I need to get the hell out of Black Reach. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out. I need to get out. I'm trapped. It's little <laughs> I can't get out of here. You know how you get out, Lou? There's this giant floating orb. Go yell at it. Really? I think I'm going to yeah. go ahead and name this episode Lost in Black Reach. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my final thoughts. I need to get the hell out. <laughs> Dave? You know, I'm, I'm just I'm wanting to get back onto my chicken-winged orb-throwing vampire. I, I really enough. love that dude. I'm enjoying it. I, I'm picturing Dave doing the chicken dance now with his vampire lord. Wow. I'm not sure what to do about that. <laughs> Dave, how about you do the uh, how to reach us? Absolutely. You can reach us by going to our site at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. You can go to our main portal site, which is questgamingnetwork.com. You can reach all of our shows. Questgamingnetwork.com. 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 I have to I think I might have to use that mute button. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can send us an email in at any time directly to us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. Remember, go to any of our sites that I just mentioned. And you could take a radio survey. It takes about five minutes to do. Vastly important to us. It tells us what we do and don't need to do on our shows or what you feel about it. It's really good. It gives a lot of information. Also, remember, five-star reviews on iTunes are also great ways to leave us a tidbit of information. Lou, how many, much, how many more do we have till we hit the big 400? 20 more. 20 more. 20 more. Did I mention 20, 20, 20 more? 20 more. 20 more. Remember, you can also go on to any of those sites and cl- and press the donation button for ten dollars uh, mentions. You can leave any type of mention for pretty much anything. Talk about a guild. Talk about a uh, a book you may be writing. Uh, maybe even a uh, what do you call that, Joe? A thing. A the thing? thing for continue. Oh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. A Kickstarter. Yes, like like continue. If you have a Kickstarter, like continue. You can uh, even have us talk about that. That's a $10 donation to us, and we will be happy to give that out. Remember, go to questgamingcommunity.com. If you'd like to look at any of our forums for any of our shows, you can talk to us there. Even We we'll, may even answer questions there in a nice, friendly forum environment. 
You remember, don't forget our other shows. Diablo Off the Record records Friday night at six because we're weirdos. We're not like the other people. Minecraft Off the Record is Sunday night at seven. Swotor Reforge Monday night at seven. Remember, they're all recorded live, usually at livestream.com slash the quest show. Um, now, Planetside Off the Record is recording every other week until Planetside goes live, and that is Thursday at 3 p.m. We recorded one today. Next one's in two weeks. Two weeks, yep. Also, remember, every other week, uh, they also are recording a community broadcast, which they invite one of our lovely hosts, as well as one person from the community, onto the show to talk about nonsensical ramblings. It's fun. Lou, remember, you're next, right? I believe so. Oh, I can't wait for that episode. I'm looking forward to that. Alright, you can also catch us on Twitter. You can catch the show directly at Elder Scrolls OTR. Elder Scrolls OTR on Twitter. Joe, you can catch him at Author J.R. Wilson. That's Author J.R. Wilson. Varwin can be caught at E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. GamerGuy11B is where you can find Lou. Anytime, gamer guy one one B. You can find me at D Enforce. D I E N Force. Now that really sounded like you were constipated. That 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 did sound horrible. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and you can catch out Varwin's cat at Rego Fajit. <laughs> <laughs> you really had to add that. <laughs> really We're not really doing that every episode, are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network, and I just want to say boost for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the Force be with you! Good night, everyone. Glad you're all here. See you all again next week. Boost Rhoda! Later, y'all. I'm recording. I'm holding my breath. I can't. Am I allowed to breathe? I'm recording. All right. I will be right back. I'm going to grab my Red Bull and Tinkle. Don't leave until we'll you tell me to record. Boy. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to have a drink. I'm turning purple. Don't be a wuss, Dave. Suck it in more. Come on. No breathing. No breathing. <laughs> Hold your head underwater. Quick. Quick. <laughs> You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Ah. <laughs> uh, we, everyone runs into the tomb, right? Okay, they walk into the tomb, and Tyrion a skeleton pops out of him, and he turns out to be the next boss, a skeleton warlord. It's actually pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> Better than my idea. They walk into the tomb, and Tyrion stops and looks around, and he says, "Sorry, guys." I had a bean burrito for lunch. I have to go. <laughs> I see you doing it on the live stream. That was Liz. Liz, you no, you're trying to mess with my head. <laughs> not even Skype. Just <laughs> not even typing in the chat room. <laughs> Go flip the table. Where's my cat? I need to throw him down a hallway. This is done. I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs>
mouth lobbed, table flipped. <laughs> oh, Hello. Hello. What's up, yo? Dude! Dude. 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 I'm gonna finish up with his Barwin, who's epic. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely had water in my mouth, dude. <laughs> that really almost came out of my nose. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <You> hear <it. laughs>